Hey there, Edge of Friends. Welcome to the PL Playbook Podcast, a show about all things related to professional learning and education. I'm your host, Jackie Weinkoop, proud Pennsylvania educator, secondary instructional coach, and co-founder of Belfont Reads, a dedicated group of book lovers with a mission to put quality books in the hands of children and families. So I'm trying something a little bit different with today's episode. Last week, I attended the Pete and C conference. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but if you're someone that works in the field of educational technology, it's definitely one you should check out. It stands for the Pennsylvania Educational Technology Expo and Conference. And though it takes place in the great state of PA, Attendees come from all over because it's just that amazing. Not only is there tons of great learning, but there's also tons of fun built in. In fact, the keynote speaker on our last day was none other than Koi Bowles from the Zach Brown Band, who not only delivered an awesome message, but serenaded us with a few songs. One of my favorite things about attending conferences is the opportunity to network and chat with other educators. So I did a little crowdsourcing and pulled aside four random conference attendees to ask them about their biggest highlight from the conference, as well as their take on the three PL questions I ask guests at the end of every podcast interview. Here goes. All right, so share who you are and where you're from and your role. Hello, I am Autumn Zeminski. I am from New Oxford, Pennsylvania, and I am the principal at Conewago Township Elementary School. Awesome, Autumn, great. So can you um, share just a little bit about your experience at Pete and C thus far and what's been your favorite session or your favorite connections, anything you wanna share? Sure. So I feel like I have a little bit of a bias because I get to help with the program. Um, We started a new format this year called the Storyteller Stage, where different educators share their story um, and just like different people who have impacted their lives, students who have impacted their journey, that sort of thing. So I would definitely say that's my favorite. But again, it is definitely a bias. (laughs) (laughs) Totally get it. All right. So I'm going to ask you a few questions here just to get your thoughts on professional learning. So the first question is, um, if you could just briefly share your worst professional learning experience as a participant and what made it so bad? Sure. So um, I think a lot about, you know, the, the style of presentation. I think I've sat, unfortunately, in quite a few bad professional learning sessions. Uh, most of them are, you know, slides filled with text. The person who's presenting maybe isn't engaged, isn't excited about the content. Um, and so also like the relevancy piece, like how does this impact me and my work? So those three things were really, um, you know, that's what comes to mind when I think of a poor professional development session. Yeah, I would agree. Those characteristics are definitely not best practices for professional learning for educators. All right, let's turn to the positive. So what about your best? Share one of your best PL experiences and what made it so great. 
All right, so I'm gonna share two examples. Um, I'm a person who loves the EdCamp format. So flexible, the roll of two feet, you can get up and go if the session's not right for you. Lots of dialogue and conversation in the room. So that whole idea of like the most important person in the room is the room and those conversations that happen. I've built so many connections through the EdCamp um, that we, you know, we had EdCamp Adams and Adams County, Pennsylvania. There was one here at Pete uh, this year. So that's definitely a format that I love. But if you're in like a more formal training, I had a professor once who really set it up right. Um, he, you know, would play music at the beginning. It really, like, as soon as you walked into the session, you felt like, okay, this is a positive vibe. He was super excited. He engaged you. You had to share your thoughts. Um, so it was very collaborative in the experience. And I think that like, even when it is a lot of content to understand that engagement is key. Yeah. And I agree about the ed camp. I actually participated in my first ed camp here at Pete and C on Sunday. So I agree. It was, it was awesome. All right. And the last question is if you could only give one piece of advice to those planning professional learning experiences for educators, what would it be? So how, when I am planning professional learning, and so I was a coach before this, I really think through, like, I allow myself to go into the role of I'm the participant, I'm walking through the door. And when we started Ed Camp Adams, that was really a part of the experience. Like, I would think, okay, when they walk in the door, who are they greeted by? What happens first? You know, they, oh, they got their name badge. Well, let's get them excited even about making a name badge. Like, how can we make that fun? So every single piece of it, we would think about the participants' experience and how we could engage them in the process, whether it's a tech tool where sort of like a back channel where maybe they're sharing something they love about a new tool, whatever it is, just really walking yourself through their experience and thinking through all the details. If you throw something together on a whim, I mean, some people have that gift, but I've just found that it doesn't really turn out super well. So really trying to plan, plan, plan for an engaging experience. Yeah. I mean, it's the same things we'd want for teachers to be doing with students, engaging, Absolutely. prepared, high quality materials. So Autumn, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. Thank you. Okay. So tell me who you are and where you're from. My name is Nicole Bond and I'm an educational technology specialist at Lincoln Intermediate Unit 12 um, in Pennsylvania in central PA. And what are you loving about the Pete and C conference so far? I am loving the people and the energy. It finally feels like we might officially be like not in the COVID space anymore. I know it's still there and people are still cognizant. Folks are still masking. But I feel like the energy that used to be Pete and C is totally back. And that's what I'm loving. Yeah, I completely agree. It's so great to be back in person at a live conference with real people and real presenters. So um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about professional learning. Okay, the first one is, if you could only provide, uh, sorry, if you could only share one piece of advice with those that plan professional learning for educators, what advice would you give them? So my one piece of advice when you're planning professional learning is all about the audience. It's one, know your audience, who they are, what they value, what's important to them, and two, connect with your audience because really all professional learning is about relationships and connection. And if you don't have those pieces in place, it's really just you're layering on information to a potentially dead audience. All right. That's great advice. Definitely for sure. Okay, another question for you is, if you could briefly share your worst professional learning experience and what made it so bad? 
So my worst professional learning experience was a mandated experience where we were learning a brand new way at the time of planning lessons. And it was very much a top down set and get. And then there wasn't any time given to process and then apply. And I felt like that lack of processing and applying as well as getting dumped on for an entire day and then being pushed back. All right, now just do it was it was really painful. And I remember I was there with a group, which is usually pretty positive. I'll have like a group, it was like my whole team of teachers. And I could just tell we were all really frustrated. We didn't even have a chance to really talk with each other to co-plan or to say, all right, well, this is what I'm gonna try. This is what I'm gonna try. And it was just an overwhelming experience. I remember a friend of mine was almost in tears when she left, it was, it was the worst. Well, I've had a similar experience. We know sit and get really never works. And we know that, you know, educators need to apply immediately what they're learning and they need to collaborate. And definitely it doesn't sound like those things were in place. Okay. And the last question is share your best professional learning experience and what made it so memorable. So I have to absolutely call out PAECT and their KTI, Keystone Innovators. Um, it's a whole week that they hold and you have to apply to go. And once you get it, you're, you're recommended by your principal. And once you apply and you get approved, it's an entire week of professional learning where you're with teachers for the whole week, staying in the same place. Everything is laid out for you. There's so many opportunities. You can choose to go to sessions that you want to. And what's really great about it is the energy is just fantastic. It's all about learning and growing and supporting one another. And for me, it was probably in my top five. It's hard to say it's like my top one because there are some other ones, but it is, if you can find a way and you're in Pennsylvania to get connected with PAECT and find a way to KTI if you haven't been there, highly recommend it. I've heard from several people already who also speak so highly of KTI. So thank you so much, Nicole. All right. So tell me a little bit about who you are and your role. Hi, my name is Chris Dutchko. I am a 17-year educator in the East Penn School District, which is located right outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a learning support teacher, and I'm also the host and creator of the Ninth Grade Experience podcast, which you can find on Anchor or anywhere else where you can find podcasts. All right. Awesome, Chris. Well, thanks for sitting down for me for these few couple of questions here. So first of all, I just want to see uh, your experience about PEDNC so far. What have you loved? What's been your favorite sessions? Anything at all that you want to share about your time here? Sure. So I'm, I actually presented on the first day. Um, I did a live episode of the podcast that I record. So uh, that's actually available live. Um, if you just search ninth grade experience on any of the podcast players and look for Pete and see it, it'll be there. So that was a highlight for me. I also had a chance today to sit down and talk to the keynote speaker, Chris Singleton, um, who was really uh, had a great message. So I was able to con sit down and talk with him for a podcast episode. But actually of the sessions that I went to, um, the chat GPT session that was on Tuesday was actually really interesting. And I got to learn a lot about that since it's so uh, new. Yeah, I've been to a couple of like AI chat GPT sessions as well. So definitely lots for us to learn there. Okay, so I'm going to ask you three questions all about professional learning. I'm just trying to get, you know, different educators experiences in regard to the topic. So the first question is, if you could briefly describe your worst professional learning experience and what made it so terrible. So as a special education teacher, we focus a lot of times on the law and, you know, writing IEPs and those kinds of things. So the worst professional development for me, it's not necessarily one thing, but when we go over the same thing about how to write 
proper IEP goals or how to collect data, which I feel like, you know, I've been doing this for 17 years. I feel like I've done that so many times where it's just, here's how you write this. And it's never like, let's do examples. It's like, here's a list of what you should do and here's what you shouldn't do. And this is how you avoid getting sued. So it's never really like positive. It's always like negative, like kind of talking about like how we can avoid things instead of like how to write the best things for people. So I think in terms of the the worst kind of professional developments, like focusing on those negative aspects of special education to me, which is always kind of a bummer when you have to sit in on those. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting perspective because I'm sure a lot of the trainings that you receive are kind of framed in that way. And then you also mentioned this idea of you just kind of getting a list of things and not really modeling. So more modeling would probably be better in sessions for learners, which is the same thing for students as well. Okay. All right. Your second question though, let's take it to the positive. So tell me about like one of your most positive professional learning experiences and what made it so great. I would say my one of the most positive ones is actually one that I helped to run. And it was actually what got me to Pete and C to present for the first time in 2019. We worked as a group to develop um, performance tasks. So like kind of like taking assessment from like you know, test to like actually getting kids to do stuff. And we had to create a contest where teachers had to design um, an ad for a burger company that was local. And the prize was that you got a gift certificate to the burger place. So it was like incorporating like real world activities. And then there was actually a real payoff at the end, which was kind of nice to be able to give to people. Um, it was an interesting year for that because they kind of had all these different like sponsors in our community of different things. And we just happened to be the, uh, the burger sponsor, which was, which was awesome. But people were really engaged in it because it was like real and authentic and you could actually see kind of like what the payoff was at the end and, and you got a reward so you know lots of things that when we talk about like how we work with students kind of very similar stuff yeah and I'd say anything that ends in burgers <laughs> is is always really great and just that idea too that you talked about connecting with community so there's more involvement just than the people that were in that little space there were a lot of a lot of players happening there. All right. My last question is, if you could only give one piece of advice to those in charge of planning and or facilitating professional learning experiences for educators, what would the advice be? I would say to make the session what you expect out of the teachers at the end. So if you're expecting teachers to be able to do something, it should be modeled and given time to be able to do it during the training. So like if you're asking teachers to make something, like don't just put up 50 Google Slides showing like these are the steps, like actually allow teachers to do that because I think when you can sit and actually use you know, what you're expecting students to do in the professional development, I think that makes it real and authentic for teachers that they can actually like see and, and model what um, what's supposed to happen at the end. So keeping it as hands-on as possible while it's not just like, you know, now I'm going to stand in front of the room and do everything that we tell you not to do that like, you know, you should be doing in your classroom. So making it as applicable as possible. Yeah, we know how important it is uh, to apply the learning pretty much immediately if we want it to be implemented. And just that idea of time. We have very little time, so use the time that we have on those days to make sure we can get, get the things done that we need to. All right, well, Chris, thank you so much for sitting down with me, and I hope you have a great rest of the conference. Okay, so tell me who you are and your role and where you're from. 
Hi, I'm Melissa Duckworth. I am a curriculum consultant at Central Intermediate Unit 10, CIU 10. We cover the school districts in Clearfield, Clinton, and Center County in Pennsylvania. All right, so we are wrapping up a wonderful PTNC conference. So share briefly some of your biggest takeaways from the conference. Oh, just so many wonderful presenters here, just with a huge knowledge base to learn from. I've really enjoyed going out to all the different kinds of session, hearing what everyone's doing post-pandemic, because we know we have this culture change that's happened in our areas, and how has everyone been shifting their education and their teaching to see and reach all of our students and make sure they're getting these students that are coming in that aren't the students they may have had pre-pandemic, and how can we work on pushing that learning forward and continuing to get the best out of our students every day. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's been a big theme in a lot of the sessions here, especially since this is the, you know, a a conference in recent years since, you know, we were all going through COVID. All right. So we have a couple of questions for you, Melissa. My first one is, um, if you could please briefly describe your worst professional learning experience and what made it so terrible. So it wasn't actually necessarily one that I attended, but one that my colleagues attended that I happened to be in a different meeting. And I could tell the way this meeting was going because in the middle of day, I started getting Facebook request after Facebook request because I could tell that nobody was paying attention to this meeting anymore by about lunchtime. And as I talked with my colleagues, it's like, hey, what was going on that you guys were that disengaged at this point? And they said it was the, um, they felt completely devalued by the presenter, the presenter was using techniques that didn't really fit their styles of learning, that they were talking down to them and just not respecting them as educators. So they all kind of had checked out and it became just not a great learning experience for any everybody. And I know as soon as they walked out of those doors, not a single teacher I talked to was going to turn, turn anything around because it wasn't something that they could get into and engage with and work with because they were so turned off by the presentation style. Yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds like a bummer because we know once you've lost that audience, it's really, really hard to to get them back. All right, so let's focus on your best. So share your best professional learning experience and what made it so great. Along those same flip flip of this, it's that engagement, that it was one of those sessions where, you know, we've all been there where we try to sit in a meeting and we try to grade our papers and see how much we can get done during a session because we only have so much time. And really, I noticed about halfway through that I had not once touched my bag of grading because the presenter, um, who may or may not be the person leading this podcast, just <laughs> had so many great things that she engaged us in the entire time that we were up, we were moving, we were talking to each other. And it just made the session so much more enjoyable. And I knew immediately I had ideas that I could take and turn around and do um, after I left that session. Well, if you don't mind me asking, what was the session? Because you've probably been in a couple of them. Do you remember, like, specifically? I think it was the gifted instruction session was one uh, of the ones early on that I remember being engaged with. Yeah. So. Well, and I don't know for those of you that listen to this podcast, if you're aware of this, I know I've talked about a big passion of mine is professional learning and also, of course, literacy. Um, But my other big passion and something that I'm a huge advocate for is our gifted learners and meeting their needs. So, yeah, I've done a lot of gifted trainings over the years. Passion of mine as well. Okay. And Melissa, your last question is, if you could only give one piece of advice to those in charge of planning and or facilitating professional learning experiences for educators, what would that advice be? Practice what you preach. 
that if you're there talking about something, don't just talk about it. Sit there and let your teachers experience that. Whether it's through being able to see video of something or being actually putting on a learner hat and acting as if their students would. It's gonna be a more impactful process for them because they're gonna be able to feel what it's like as that student. And it gives them ideas to see what exactly it takes moving forward. So practice what you preach and make sure you're getting your leader, your learners as engaged as you want them to take back to their classroom. Yeah, that's great advice. And I can say as a presenter, sometimes that can be difficult. Like for instance, I presented a session here the other day and it was, of course, all about professional learning. And, but the environment here, you know, it's a great environment, but you're in a room, they fill it to capacity. So I ended up in a room with just like stadium style seating with chairs and it was really cramped, but I knew there's no way, no way I was going to get up there for 50 minutes and be the sage on the stage, no matter what that presentation room style was like. And so, yes, it was a full house. And yes, we got people up and moving and we made it work. And I think that's really, really important that as facilitators, we always keep that in mind because again, we don't want our teachers going back and being sage on the stage in their little classroom. Like you got to make do with the space that you're in. You got to make it work. You have to practice what you preach. So thanks, Melissa. I appreciate you chatting with me. Thanks, everybody. Great to talk with you. All right, friends, that music means we've entered the takeaway time portion of this podcast. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about today's mashup episode. What stuck with you? Take a minute to reflect and then post your thoughts on Twitter using the hashtag PLPlaybookPodcast. Okay, so that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed listening and I encourage you to share this episode with your colleagues. In case you're interested in learning more about Pete and C, I've put a link in the show notes. It's not too early to start planning for the 2024 conference in Hershey. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter at litcoachjackiew. Interested in being a guest on the show or have ideas for future episode topics? Take a moment to fill out the Google form found on my podcast page. Until next time, Edge of Friends.